talk about the habits of God-feeling people. Most of today's talk is a partial reconstruction of a sermon preached many years ago by a pastor in Austin, Texas. The stated motivation for his particular subject was that many, many inquiries he had been asked over the years how to feel the presence of God. Once he was confronted in a restaurant by a believer who said he had heard preachers talk about it, his mother had talked about it, but he had never felt a presence. So what does it mean by feeling his presence? After praying silently at warp speed, uh, the minister answered the query this way. Have you ever seen a magnificent sunset and said, wow, and then had the feeling that you were welcome? Have you ever stood over a young child sleeping and got a lump in your throat? Have you ever done something for somebody that was inconvenient and out of your way, and deep down a little voice said, yeah. Have you ever done something right when it would have been easier to do something else, and then you felt good about it? The questioner answered, yes, I have done all these things. The preacher responded, that to him was signs of the presence of God. He went on in the sermon to talk about Blaise Pascal, who wrote a devotional called Pensee, or Thoughts. Pascal was writing about how desperately he wanted to feel the presence of God, so desperate that he decided to go into the woods, lay on his face, and not eat or drink until he felt the presence of God. After many hours, he was hungry and cold and very miserable when a little voice came to him and said, You know, if you did not already possess me, you would not be out here looking for me. His yearning to know God was proof that God was really there. The pastor's belief that God's presence is felt in subtle ways by those believers who practice habits that curries God's favor and thus his presence. Scripture in Proverbs 6 gives us seven things that God hates, thus presenting the habits that one prevent from feeling the presence of God. There are six things that God hates, Lord hates. Seven are the detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, a feet that runs swiftly to evil, a false witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up discord among brothers. Though all seven habits were considered, I only salvaged enough material to recast four of the seven. God doesn't hate us, but does hate those things which prevent us from experiencing his presence. Then the opposite practices must be also true, that God savors and bring, savors those things which brings him pleasure and draws his presence. First, there is haughty eyes. In ancient Hebrew thought, the parts of the body were a real-life extension of the soul of the person. The eyes were an expression of how much one needed God. So, someone with holy eyes was someone who did not need or want God, and that would prevent them from experiencing God. People with wistful eyes who are those who yearn to know what God wants them to do. The opposite of a lying tongue are people who talk openly and honestly. The Hebrew thought was that the tongue was the revealer of who you really are. It was the governor who controlled whether you were an honest person or a deceiver. 
Hypocrites were those whose tongue distorted who they really were. Jesus had a constant conflict with them. It's not just lies, but the tongue hides who they really are. So then he must love those who talk transparently or honestly without hiddenness. People who feel God talk transparently as though they are talking to him and knows what they really are. Next is the heart. And to the ancient Hebrews, it was the planner, the director of what the goals and direction of the soul would take. The heart that scripture labels as wicked doesn't mean just out and out plan bad things. Evil is the absence of God. So a heart that is wicked goes on without including God and the joy of the Lord. The flip side is God loves glad-hearted people, one who include him with the joy and the happiness of life in conjunction with God. In the dungeons below the Roman Colosseum where the people were kept who would who were to be slaughtered in the arena, there is an inscription in Latin which says, How glad-hearted is Gaius who gets to sing with the lions. The sense of peace and joy is real when he knew he was about to be torn apart by those hungry lions. God loves and is present with glad-hearted people. Finally, there are feet that run swiftly to evil. Remember, Evil is the absence of God, so these people are not necessarily moving to do bad things, but are in a hurry on their way without God. The Hebrews thought that the feet would expose one's real priority. What is it you're in a hurry to do? What must I do next? People who feel God, let him decide what is urgent. Sometimes that means saying no to work or personal convenience. Sometimes that means saying no to wants versus needs. Sometimes that means letting go of things you cannot fix and turning them over to God. I have a rhetorical question. Has anyone been driven to distraction trying to fix a child or a grandchild? God-feeling people let God determine what is the most urgent. God-feeling people practice habits that please God and incur His presence. Have a blessed day.